Welcome to Deep Dive MKE, a podcast that explores how City on a Hill is transforming communities and families worldwide. Join us as we dive deep into conversations with individuals who understand the journey out of generational poverty and its trauma. I'm your host, Art Serna. Let's dive deep. I'm here with Lisa Gonzalez. She is part of the team here at City on a Hill. When I first joined as CEO, her countless stories from individuals, clients, and donors about this Miss Lisa and how connected she was with the fabric of how we talked about change and transformation. So I want to, I'm delighted to have her here. Lisa, thank you for coming on the podcast, the Deep Dive MKE podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to be here and just to share my experience walking alongside of people in our community. It's Absolutely. Been 12 years of wow, of joy, of excitement, of pain. It's really genuinely been a journey. Wow. Yeah. Lisa, I've heard before that youth work and working with people in the regard that you are now with City on a Hill, that wasn't where you came from. Last, last before coming here, you were a completely different industry. So tell me a little bit about what that was and what compelled you to dive into a complete like career yeah. life transformation to do what you're doing now at City on a Hill. Yeah. So I actually have a software background. So what? it's really kind of a leap to go from wow. software to youth work. But, you know, for me, there was something about sitting behind the desk every day mm. and being good at something. I think that God can make us good at multiple things. Right. Mm. And it was a job that was more than paying the bills. It offered travel. There was opportunities for growth, but it wasn't fulfilling for my heart. Right. And I got connected to City on a Hill through the founder, Diane De Los Santos, who really just came to the church I was attending and said, man, I need help. Mm. <laughs> Is there anybody with a willing heart and ability to learn to come and to invest in this community at City on a Hill? And I didn't really know what I was getting into when I went to the foyer and yeah. kind of signed that right. paper, right? But, you know, the immediate follow-up that I got from her and the conversation that we had started to string a chord. Will you come? Will you take a tour? See what this is all about. See if it's something that you'd be interested in. And I did. And as I just really started to pursue new opportunities outside of the software work that I was doing, it really kind of connected to me to what one of my kind of like life verses or like Bible stories, which is the healing pool in John 5. And there's a part of that where it says that Jesus saw the man and learned that he had been in that condition for a long time and asked him if he wanted to be well. And it was undeniable when I came to City on a Hill that the things that I saw required change mm. and that I was going to need to learn about the needs of this community in order to serve them and earn the right to ask people if they wanted to be well. Mm. And God started stirring something in my heart. Next thing you know, I'm looking at my watch. Yeah. <laughs> It's four o'clock at the software job and I'm headed to city on a hill. And that started to get exciting for me. I started to learn and to grow personally, but then also I was making these connections with young people who had a true desire to grow, to grow in their faith, to grow educationally, to that I saw didn't have opportunities that I had that didn't have opportunities like the people that I was primarily surrounded by. And I knew that there was something there that 
and I don't want to say magical because really no. it was like the presence of God, but that I needed to be in that place. And so I came on part time and for about a year and it still just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And there was this pivotal point where an opportunity was presented to City on a Hill to go from one day a week children and youth ministry to multiple days, but it was going to require somebody with a full-time investment. And they asked, and that's one of those moments where like your mind tells you one thing and your heart tells you something different. Logically, to transition from a software world into ministry doesn't make sense. doesn't mathematically, Mm. financially, (laughs) like all those things sometimes just seem to not make sense. But for me, it did. And that was a yes. And I put in my notice and just celebrated 12 years full-time at City on a Hill in Youth World. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah. I, I, in my mind, I was trying to picture that Diane coming and sharing about the mission, mm-hmm. which I believe everything I've heard since I've been here, it's a very missional call. Yeah. When people hear about City on a Hill and what we're doing, because it's so rooted in Christ's message to the world, mm-hmm. it can't not but call people to it yeah. and to himself. When you lift them up, he draws all people, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. And it seems like that happened to you. But I, I want to get a little deeper for you. Yeah. What was the condition of your heart in that moment? Where was your heart? How would you describe? Mm. Because something I'm sure in your heart was ready to say yes to that or to be compelled. And it sounded like excitement as mm-hmm. you gave yourself more to that. There was excitement growing in your heart. Yeah. So help us understand your journey, because I'm sure for many will listen, there's been a moment or maybe they've been numb to that moment. How would you describe what was going on internally to say that you're yes to the opportunity that was put in front of you? So I think like what I said, like that battle between your heart and your head, right? As I was making connections here into the neighborhood, it almost like started a new heartbeat for me. My heart rhythm changed. Mm. My heartbeat for for the love that God has for the poor, for the widow, for the open, for the orphan. Mm-hmm. It stirred a discontent in me that was undeniable. And I would try to fight it. I, I really would. I would say, hey, God, your word says that they'll always be poor. So why, why would I even solve this problem or yeah. be a solution? How could I be a solution? But the truth was, Art, it started to keep me up at night. Mm. It started to make me angry. <laughs> it started to make me study more, read more, listen more. Mm-hmm. We talk about our four cultural pillars here at mm-hmm. City on a Hill as we're loving mm-hmm. people, as we're yeah. learning, as we're listening, and as we're leading. And it gave me the desire to do all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sometimes turn the head part off a little bit. I had to trust that God would take care of me as I moved into something new, sure. especially being single, being, I was fairly young at the time, and just to make a leap that was countercultural to go to college, make a bunch of money, own a house. There was all these things that I was taught and transitioning into ministry wasn't necessarily presented to me that way. It was about, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of time, a sacrifice of finances. It's a sacrifice of all of those things. And that is definitely not the truth. Mm. Being at City on a Hill has fulfilled a part of my life. It's fulfilled a part of my calling. It's been a place where I've been able to tap into the call that God has on my life. And you guys allow me to do that work in this place. Mm. That's something in me, you know? And so for me to be able to just kind of grapple with that 
in the midst of making that decision, it was a heart turn for me. I had to turn from what was, I don't want to say what was right for me, because this is what was right for me at that time. Saying yes was what was right for me, but it wasn't the path that I thought that I was going to take. And that's okay. Well, Lisa, that was a big, from a software background, Yeah, it sounded like in a more suburban type of environment mm-hmm. to coming here. We hear one of the delights for me is that we bring people from all over Wisconsin, sometimes all over the country. Yeah. We've had people from other places in the world that are doing other things in other nations that come and serve at City on a Hill at different times. But it's always a constant. But people don't fully understand the realities of an urban community like Milwaukee. Yeah. What was the what were the epiphanies that you maybe faced when you got into very deeply familiar with young people and their caregivers as you really gave yourself into the work? What are the things that maybe were new to you, you didn't expect, and then had to grow into better understanding? Mm-hmm. What, what are some examples of that for you? I think one was that I had to check my own bias. Mm-hmm. If I could just be honest, I think that there's a stereotype, a stigma around poverty who's in it, who's not. Mm. There's a stigma or stereotype around the condition that the kids are in and what their parents' role is in that. I've had to change my heart and my mind on that as I've had the opportunity to go into homes, to sit on porches, to wipe away some tears from some hurt and pain and trauma. Growing up, you there's a narrative that's taught to you about if you just would get a job, then you wouldn't be in a situation. If you would work harder, right? I come from a very hard working family, strong work ethic passed from generation to generation to generation. I can't think of a day that my dad missed work. He's a bricklayer, built schools, hospitals, buildings, snow, rain, and and all these conditions. And to him, work was the answer, was the solution to provide for our family. He never taught me that those opportunities aren't given equally to everyone, Sure, (laughs) that there's many things that can deter or stop somebody from the same opportunities that I was given. And so one of the things I had to learn was to and to grapple with and to grow in was really checking what some of my assumptions were going to be about people that I served. I found parents that genuinely love their kids, that want to advocate, show up for them educationally that had their own fears and their own trauma around education, around the health system, that had so many negative experiences that unless they connected with somebody that they built a foundation of trust with, that they would never be able to enter into those spaces Mm. or fix those hurts that were in their lives. And so there was a lot of learning that I still do. Sure, like Absolutely have I not arrived on the journey. But I feel like I do have a better understanding. I've been saturated in the community for long enough that my ears are attuned to listening to the needs, to allowing people to share at their pace, not at my pace, and to pick things from their stories that would allow the trust to be built for me to help them navigate something new and healthy for their families. So I want to say a little bit more about trust. I'm glad that you touched on that. In the work that we do, I believe as a leader that it, it takes a broad and diverse community of people to truly achieve the future and the dreams for neighborhoods that where children are growing up in an urban community. It can't be just one group or one solution. There's many solutions that are needed because the current condition was created by many different decisions yeah. 
or lack of decisions, top down, bottom up. And so we, we have to come at this together. And that requires people to work together and to build trust. Help us better understand really on a day to day, how is trust built with somebody like a parent, a young person and someone like you help us better see what were the challenges in building that trust? What were the decisions, broken promises that were there? Maybe they weren't as visible, Mm -hmm. but they became visible to you in the journey. What have you learned? We talk about wisdom being a core value for City on a Hill. Wisdom meaning truth that you learned over time. And the more you share that insight, that wisdom, the more you learn about yourself, about others, and it makes the broader community better. So what, what wisdom have you gained about how to build trust? Yeah. So, I mean, I think we all have heard people say trust is earned, right? So we just, it's something that's earned. It's not automatic. It's definitely not automatic in this community. And so for me, I've had to figure out what are some of the deposits that I can make into those bank accounts. And I think one of the biggest ones has been just consistency, right? I'm going to show up. And I hope that's the reputation and legacy that I leave is that I'm there. Miss Lisa is at parent-teacher conferences. Miss Lisa is at your house. I am at the funeral. I am at the graduation. (laughs) Our team, somebody from City on a Hill, is consistently showing up in spaces that to other people might seem dangerous, to other people might not be convenient, not at convenient times of the day or night. We're showing up in spaces consistently that others maybe aren't or that others haven't. And so going into the relationships that I've built with both the kids and their parents, I've had to learn that somebody else that might look like me or another social service organization might have caused some past hurt. And I have to earn the right to get over those hurdles in order for us to have a relationship that's founded kind of on that trust. And so that that's a really big thing, I think, is that is that consistency. I would say something else, and I'm not, this might just be some part of my personality, right? And my kids know this about me. I'm not afraid to correct people, but for their good, not for mine. I ask the students What's your all the I'm, I'm an eight. eight. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, eight. <laughs> most Somebody share, most I, people I'm are like, oh, you're, a, yet, you're an eight. <laughs> so an eight is somebody who's direct, right? Okay. And an eight is somebody who's pretty, pretty forward about what they think, about what they feel. Yeah. So I get a lot of heat sometimes for being an eight. But, you know, some of the spaces that I've been able to show up in and correct and guide and lead, right, is based out of experiences or conversations that I've allowed them to share with me. And then all I'm doing is really reminding them of what they want and they desire. Mm. I'm reminding them or correcting them about the path that they decided to take for themselves. It's not about what I want or where we as City on a Hill necessarily want to take people, right? Mm -hmm. It's about where they are already saying they want to go and us opening up doors to opportunities for them to get there, for helping them when they're on those stumbling blocks, and for creating a safe space for people to fail and to win. And so for me, that trust foundation really just comes from that space of being consistent again and building that foundation based on the mobility and trajectory of their plan for their own life. And when I, I didn't always do that, right? For me, my journey has had a lot of failure. I've dreamt for kids and parents. <laughs> and that's painful to dream just you know, <laughs> to plan out somebody else's future for them. It doesn't always end well for you, the dreamer, or for them, because it's not maybe what they want. And so being able to create opportunities for people to see that there is a hope for a future, that there are opportunities for them to succeed in areas that they have deep 
desire and they and their calling and their purpose that God has for them. It really is about helping them open the door and guide them through that. So we've got lots of people who hear about the mission. They heard from a church or a partner about the work they can do and get active on issues of justice or compassion and show up and do good, get active. What would you say you've learned about, we hear, we at City Hill hear the concept of like impact versus intent. You desire to do good, but maybe you're doing good. You haven't done the inner work in yourself that when you show up, you actually may cause harm because you lack knowledge, you lack context. You've got a hard intention set right, but you haven't done the due diligence in yourself to especially when it's across a line of difference, whether it's race, background, socioeconomic yeah. status. What have you learned as people want to say, I have the heart to serve? What is required to truly show up and yeah. you add value to a community? So I would say there's something great about City on a Hill being a training organization because we're building into opportunities for people to serve, opportunities for them to learn before they do it. And a great example of that, we've hosted service learners from Marquette University. I'd 22 service learners this semester that came under our leadership and helped the function of our youth center. They were tutors. They ran registration. They helped teach cooking classes and come alongside of kids on their journey, their after school journey. And so, but you don't do that without a better understanding of who you're serving, a better understanding of yourself, some guidelines and boundaries, right? And so I would say, take the first step to say yes, to say yes, to show up. Yes, to volunteer. Yes, to come into those spaces, but also be alongside of people who want to train you to do that well. If you're scared or nervous, sometimes that's good. Right. I think God uses ner- yeah. nerve. He, right. uses, he uses that to call us out of our comfort zones. But don't use it as an excuse to say no, right? Mm-hmm. I love that we are doing trainings here, not just on race and poverty. We're doing trainings on communication, building relationships. I oversee our Compassion Resilience Cohort where we are teaching parents and caregivers to be more compassionate toward themselves so that they can be compassionate toward others. I think our volunteers need that too. What are you doing on your personal self-care journey so that you can come and enter into another space and to care for other people? And Sedana Hill is an avenue for that. It's an avenue. It's an avenue to be a first-time volunteer. It's an avenue to grow roots. And what I love the most is when we list off our key volunteers here, It's not one or two people. It's a group of people who are consistent, who come from all of the places that you have named to invest in the lives of people and to invest in the, into this neighborhood. And all of us have a story about our first step. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why I say, just come, (laughs) just, Just just show up, like just do it. And then allow what you've experienced when you're here to help you make whatever your next step is. If that's your next step is going home and, educating yourself about a topic that you learned. If your next step is following up on a relationship that you built with somebody here at City on a Hill, if your next step is finding another place at City on a Hill for you to use your gifts and talents, great. Come, take the first step and allow us to train you and to help you learn how to take your next step. You mentioned the parent resilience cohort when I came. I know I heard a lot about the work we had done with young people directly, first starting with the medical side of things with adults, then eventually launching the youth center that brought you into our network. So grateful for that. But over time, we learned how pivotal the head of the household, the caregiver, the parent is to the top of what we're doing to revitalize entire communities and neighborhoods. As you think about that, I'm excited that after 12 plus years for you, you've gotten promoted 
yeah. to directing our family mobility program. And I'm so one proud of you. Thank you. So excited for what you're going to help build after 20, our 22 years of C- a city on a hill, learning what, what's, what's a theory of change? What's necessary ingredients all working together to change the future of neighborhoods where ch- children in urban poverty are growing up? Your role is going to be so fundamental, catalytic in what we're going to do. And then the person that's going to come after you, I'm just so excited for that. But for you, what gives you hope? What are you excited about as you think about what's possible for the future in that role? Yeah, I think that I'm excited to build something from the ground up. Siviana Hill is such a great foundation in the neighborhood. We are known by the people who are here. We are loved by the people we interact with. Mm. But taking the approach of whole family is necessary the environment that our students are living in doesn't always balance the number of hours they can spend at City on a Hill surrounded by positive adults, right? And so I'm excited for all the partnerships, all of the talent that we are connecting with, all of the discontents that God has put in the people listening to this podcast. City on a Hill has like this almost mentorship component to it. If you know how to do something, and someone else doesn't, and you share it, that's mentoring, right? We have families in our neighborhood that need people to come alongside of them and share their skills. So there needs to be someone to connect those things. How do we connect other organizations to collaborate, to do the work together? How do we take those social determinants of health and help families have better quality housing, better quality education, and we change those environments? We're doing great after-school work, great health work. We are so much more, and we need to take that to the next level. So I'm excited to help build that to the next space and to bring students alongside of me in that journey. That's going to take some of our alumni and their expertise and what they've learned at City on a Hill and where they are in the world to come back and be a part of changing our neighborhood and our city and our community and then take that. We have alumni in Hawaii and North Carolina and Texas and Arkansas, students who grew up at City on a Hill and learned what they needed to be successful in the world. We need them to come home. We need them to come and to learn and to join us on this. We need partners to come and churches to come and to join us on this collaborative journey. And so I'm really excited to bring that along. I think kind of like a, I don't want to say like a key or a little niche that I have, is that I also have just been saturated in the voice of the community. So to the change in the building, I bring the voice of the people that we serve. I'm not in a high-rise office disconnected from the needs of the community, creating ideas of what I think they need. I've been in it for a long time, and I think that God has given me a good listening ear to those things and a good foundation of trust that'll help us, as you say, get the rocket off the ground, (laughs) right? Well, (laughs) yeah. So for that first billionaire that's listening to this, he's got 10 million, says, I want to make a difference. I don't know where to put this money. And you're thinking about that young person you're in front of. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Does it matter? Yes. And why? The students that we serve sometimes don't have the door opened for them, right? The door is closed. And maybe it's even closed with like five deadbolts. 
Yeah. It keeps them out of opportunities. It keeps them out of, they just don't have the same advantages as, of other people. So when I say, not only do we need you, right, to come in, not only do we need you to invest in this neighborhood, but we're serving a generation of young people who are hungry for so much more. They're hungry for things that they haven't even been exposed to. Right now is the time. Right now is the time to invest. It's the time to start one by one, unlatch all of those deadbolts and opening doors for communities of people who have never been able to even see what's on the other side of the door. When our people here in our neighborhood, in our city, get exposed to what other people have been exposed to for long periods of time, um, I know that they will not waste that opportunity. They will take it and they will run with it. We serve a generation of phenomenal students here at City on a Hill, truly with unlimited potential as long as there's enough people alongside of us and in our network to help open doors that others can't. Yeah. So help us understand for those that maybe watch this thing from a distance, right? And we'll end with this. It's been so rich. As you think about the complexities of realities, right? It's The world's often not just black and white. There's a lot of gray and dichotomies are real. You can watch something on the news, gun violence, dying young. Yeah. All those things. Does, are those things true? Do you see that? And at the same time, do you still see hope and possibility? How can those two things be true? And how have you seen people journey through that and still continue to have hope for the future? Yeah. I've not just seen everything you said. I've experienced those things here at City on a Hill. In my first few years here, I spent a lot of time at juvenile court. (laughs) I spent a lot of time sitting around young people who made one decision that would affect them, was about to affect them for the rest of their lives. Young people who didn't have mentors, young people who were literally just being guided and trying to navigate the streets by themselves. Even just us opening up a safe place in this neighborhood has just changed that narrative for our students. We watch as Milwaukee has many crises, one being the cars being stolen and crashed and death as a leader at City on a Hill, I've experienced the death of seven of our students. That means I've attended seven funerals for our kids. That's real. That's and not and for a variety of reasons to gun violence, to car accidents, like reckless driving car accidents, to a student who drowned in the public pool on a 90 degree day that hopped the fence had because he was hot. <laughs> And maybe he wasn't doing what was right, right? But his life ended way too short because there weren't enough places around that were open the hours that needed to be opened (laughs) to provide him a safe place, a consistent place, meals, things like that. And City on a Hill was newly introduced to him. I've helped a seven-year-old navigate the murder of her father and watched our team and our community come alongside her family, provide her counseling, pay her rent, her mom's rent, to go from being in a two-parent income household to one, barely one income, while navigating the trauma of loss. We walk families through incarcerated parents. We walk families through fires, literal fires, What does it mean to lose everything? The issues here are vast. They are real. 
And that is why it will take not just a village, it will take a community, a large community to fix these issues. But they're fixable. I am filled with hope that they're fixable because I've watched young people heal. (laughs) I've watched parents heal from trauma. I've watched families where every kid was in a different foster home all come back together under a one roof. I've watched kids that used to represent gangs and wear different specific colors to the youth center and bring, they've always been respectful art, never bringing weapons here. And they respect Miss Lisa and they know she don't play right. But at the same time, I've watched them totally set that life down. I've watched young people who couldn't read pass literacy exams at their own reading level and graduate high school. I've watched kids that everybody has counted out of the school system make great achievements. I have hope. I have hope. I have 50 units of hope every so day in the youth you're center. You're telling me we've come too late. We can't <laughs> yeah. change your mind. No. That it is possible. It is possible. It is possible. And I'm in it. And I'm hoping that more people will see the vision. They'll catch the vision. They'll come alongside of us in our mission. And they will know that they are welcome here. They'll know that they can be a part of this. Everybody says City on a Hill is like a family. And we are. We are. And this family is looking to grow. Lisa, thank you for taking a dive with me, friend. You're amazing. Thank Thank you. Thanks for your time and attention. Through the inspiring stories of courage, wisdom, generosity, and joy, We demonstrate how City on a Hill and our network is advancing justice and working towards a world free from poverty. This work highlights the cultural pillars of City on a Hill, loving, listening, learning, and leading. We can't do what we do without you. Remember to join the email list to stay in the loop on the important work City on a Hill is doing in your community. Till our next dive, stay courageous.